No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this morning. We commit the service to your We ask of your grace and your spirit to take over. In the mighty name of Jesus, I call it done. Amen. Proverbs 23, verse 23. Proverbs 23, verse 23 says, Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. It tells us that wisdom is very critical. Or getting information about your life and how to progress in life is very critical. We said the key number one is to avoid indecisiveness. And we said the key number two is to rise above the stigma of your past. Now the key number three is to practice a daily habit of self-motivation. But before we get to key number three, there are certain vital truths you have to understand that in order for us to focus on our future, we need to step out of the pool of our scorn. We need to crawl out our way out of the pits of questions. We need to ignore slanderous remarks because people will always talk. Ecclesiastes 7.21, let me read that one also. Ecclesiastes 7.21 says, also, do not take to heart everything people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. So you have to understand that in order for you to move forward, it is not everything you have to listen to because you have a lot that will try to draw you back. All that you need to do is to focus and push on to where you are going because you cannot stop what comes to you, but you can choose what you do with what comes to you. And it is what you do with what comes to you that is what matters most. Now, key number three, practice a daily habit of self-motivation. Practice a daily habit of self-motivation. Success can only be born out of something that consumes you. Success can only be born out of something that consumes you. If nothing consumes you, you cannot become what God wants you to be. So your success is dependent upon what you derive satisfaction and joy from. Your mind and your time. So success can only be born out of something that consumes you, which is your mind and your time. Build your daily agenda around your assignments. You have to build your daily agenda around your assignments. Whatever you are supposed to do, you have to know that you have an assignment and you have to build whatever you are doing around your assignment. So there is a need for you to discover what your assignment is. And in the short while, I'll let you know. You need to build your energy. A lot of people work about doing nothing and yet they are busy. You see, getting busy in life does not produce results. Are you understanding me? You can be running around and say you are busy all the time. But the truth is that what do you have at the end of the busyness? So it is important for you to know that every busy or every energy you spend, every time you are spending, should be geared towards the assignments God has given you. It is critical for you to know that God brought us on this earth and has given each and every one of us an assignment. And that assignment requires our time. That assignment requires our energy. 
tell the person the assignment requires your time. The assignment requires your energy. So everything you are doing in a day, everything you do around you, all the years that God has given you on earth, which Solomon calls vanity, you need to build your plan and everything around that assignment. Amen. So you have to build your daily agenda around your assignment and try to schedule your plans to focus on the completion of your assignment. You need to plan your schedule. Tell the person, plan your schedule. You can't live life by chance. You can't live life out of the blue. You can't live life to say that everything should just happen for me. It doesn't happen that way. You need to be able to plan your life. And in planning your life, it is critical. Because when you plan your life, it is able to guide you as to where to go and what not to go. What to do and what not to do. That is why we even have the 20-year development plan. Because you cannot attain anything in life when you don't have a plan in your life. Even the ants. That is why the Bible says in Proverbs 6 that go to the ant and learn their ways. You sluggard. In other words, the ant plans. They know that, listen, during this period, we, need, we have abundance of food. But the time is coming when we don't have food. So we need to gather what we have and store them against the season when there will not be any food. So anytime there is no food, they are not troubled. Are you there with me? But what do we see with humanity? We live life as if nothing is going to happen tomorrow. So we spend whatever comes to us. We don't have any contingency plans for our lives. So when pressure times comes, then we begin to scatter. It's not every money that comes to you that you need to, to spend. How many of you know that? It's not every money that comes to you that you need to spend. There are certain monies you need to put aside to be able to meet some days that are not good. It's not every day that is a rainy season. Every, sometimes are dry seasons. So you should be able to know the difference and work towards it. Tell the person, plan your life. Because once your life is planned, it helps you to channel your energy into it and get the results you are looking for. But when your plan, your life is not planned, you dissipate your energy. You waste your energy. You waste your energy without any results. You need to be able to stack your library with books. That has to do with your assignment. If you know your assignment, it helps you also to even collect information around your assignment. For instance, you want to be a doctor, you need, after reading your Bible and praying, you need to gather books that speaks about doctrine. That tells you about how to take care of patients. If you want to do law, your spendings now, apart from clothes and shoes and prayer, should go into those materials. You feed yourself with it. You read it. That is what makes you a master over your field. Anything you want to do, you need to collect things that goes with it. If you want to be a musician, you have to have collections of songs and collection of materials that teaches you how to effectively sing and how to be effectively work on it. You need to have things that teaches you about voice. You have to listen to, do things about uh, voice coaching and all those things and pitching. If you're handling sound, you have to be able to go on the net, sometimes out of your own way. You have to go in there and feed yourself, spend time in that area. So, what is simply saying that your assignment determines how you use your finances. Are you understanding me? If you don't have an assignment, you spend anyhow. If you don't have an assignment, you go anywhere. But if you know you have an assignment, even your time is programmed. Hello? Your time is programmed. Even your friends are chosen. You don't, 
no, people don't just walk into your life. You don't engage yourself in any useless conversations. You, you, you are so focused because you see, I read in Psalm 90 last week that God said, David said, teach us to number our days because our years are few. And before you know you are old and you realize that you have not catch up with a lot of things. And sometimes if you don't take care, what happens is that you begin to have regrets and you begin to have sorrow and you begin to murmur and complain, but it is not a fault of God. You never plan. God, even God who created the heavens and the earth, he planned before he created. Bible said that he saw the earth without form and void and darkness was upon the surface of the earth. Genesis 1 and he said, let there be light. But if you watch the progression of creation, you realize that this is someone who has planned what he's doing. Are you getting me? So he brought you and I also on earth to plan our life. Whatever position, whatever place you want to get to, it doesn't happen automatic. You need to plan yourself into it. We have a lot of people, we have believers, they will be in the church and then they enter into politics and then when they enter into politics, they rather become worse. The truth is that they didn't study the arena of politics. Reading Bible and speaking in tongues is not the same as being in politics. Are you understanding me? People live in offices until they are promoted. And when they are promoted, they are given a, a position to occupy. They are not ready for it. David was ready. That is why he was able to face a Goliath. Because whilst he was in the wilderness, he should have been disillusioned enough to be able to say that, well, I'm living with only goats and, 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 and sheep here and I have only the lions and the bear. What else should I have to do? He will only be murmuring and complaining. But the guy took advantage of his environment. His environment did not give him the best of things, but he makes sure he utilized that environment for his future. Are you following what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, when he met his Goliath, he was able to bring his Goliath down because he has prepared already. Saul was looking at him as a small boy, but he knows in his heart of heart that he's not a small boy. That is why when he took the armor of Saul, he said, I have not tried this. What armors are you wearing? Some of us are wearing strange armors, armors that are not for us. Because we really don't even know our assignment. Ask somebody, Stima, do you really know your assignment? Oh no, let's be honest. Some you meet a lot of people, and, and especially it is even worse in Africa. Because in Africa, we are taken through a school of a curriculum that is, is, is being structured, which is not even addressing the nation's economy, it's not addressing the nation's challenges. We are just going through, we are we, even up to now, our laws are still embedded on the colonial days, and we are still learning colonial laws. And practicing it in a modern civilization. We are even in Africa and we are being administered on drugs that even in the, in the list of, of medicine has been cancelled. We have doctors that don't go in for refresher courses. We have lawyers who have practiced law for a long time. They don't even know current things. Hello? Are you here with me? You, you are people in, in places and they don't have information on what they are doing. So how can a nation move forward? If I ask you now, what is the vision of our country? Tell me. As a Ghanaian sitting before me, what vision do we have? I'm not talking about politics, but as a national vision for which we are channeling our energy and our effort. So what do we have? Anytime you don't have a vision and a focus, you have, you have what you call a, a survivor instinct or a survivor plan. So, as incident occurred, we try to 
solve it and immediately the incident is over then we forget about whatever is going on but you need to be able to have a plan in your life in your business you should be able to have a plan amen so you stock your library with books that has to do with the assignment not going to buy chocolate and and toffees and all those things you 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 are learning hairdressing and you don't even go and look for a book or go on the net to study things about hairdressing you said you are a seamstress and you are just sewing anyhow you need to educate yourself amen because for you to compete favorably in this world you need to be able to learn something you can have your own business managing but you need to be able to educate yourself amen associate your associate with people who will celebrate your assignment you need to associate with people who will celebrate your assignment it's not everybody that can be your friend amen it's not everybody that can be your friend if there are people who are in your life and they are pulling you down there are others who will be encouraging you you should be able to be with people who celebrate your assignment there are some people who discourage you from your assignment and you should have people who will celebrate our assignment. You can only be remembered for your obsession. You can only be remembered for what? You can only be remembered for what? You cannot be remembered because you were born. You will be remembered because something possessed you and you ran with it. Are you understanding me? Madam Teresa was not an Indian. Was not an Indian. But based on her obsession to see the life of humanity transformed, she denounced her own tribe and family and denounced her family wealth and everything and moved on to India, settled there and identified with the people and took on her nationality and began saving her money, saved it and was taking care of the needy. And in the world, people can talk about her and you can even quote her. Nelson Mandela was born as a prince, stayed in a palace, went through a lot of things, but realized that, listen, I need emancipation for my people. He was so obsessed with that dream and with that passion that he developed it so much that even in prison, he was still able to survive and brought deliverance and emancipation to, the, to South Africa. Dr. Kwame Nkrumah was obsessed with the deliverance and the emancipation of Ghana. It's a passion that makes us to remember him today recently the au have built a new office or complex or whatever and they've all agreed to name it after nelson mandela we have coming crewman's day which is celebrated all over africa you think they can just get up and celebrate you what consumes you what is your passion ronaldo recently won the best footballer of the world you realize he has changed the titles for a very long time but I was so impressed to see him win because why? The guy is obsessed and, and is so passionate about his game. And it was known in his days in England that even after the match is over or after training sections are over in the night, he comes alone and puts on a floodlight and he trains in the night. Pelé was honored that very day and was even crying. In his days, football has not got into his modern state. But the man was so passionate with what he was doing. So many years down the lane, the Lord has preserved his life and he has been honored by the world. What consumes you? What is your passion? A passionless life is, is a waste life. And there are a lot of people who are living in life they don't have a passion. The work you are doing, if you don't have passion for that work, you will always complain and mama. You see, you don't work for salary. You work for your passion.
There are people who fast and pray and will say God should call them. God doesn't just call. God calls you based on your passion. Your passion to see things. Your passion to see change. Your passion to see the life of people developing and becoming better. God looks at that passion and says, hey, that is the guy. I can use him. God cannot just call anybody. Nobody can be a pastor. That is why people come in and they mess up. Because when you have a passion, then you have an assignment, your passion consumes you. So you do things based on that passion. Am I talking to somebody? If you don't have passion of life, life stinks. Life can be boring. You meet anybody that will tell you, I feel like dying, I feel like living the earth because I don't see what is there. The person has lost his or her passion. But every passion person, if you have a passion in something, your life is even what? Prolonged. Because God will spare your life because of your assignment. Hello? Are you in the house? It is very easy for you to die if you don't have an assignment. But you can live long when you have an assignment. Because your assignment is supposed to answer the needs of people. To bring solution to people's life. Florence Nightingale, the lady who was able to bring nursing into practice, was consumed with her obsession. At one point in time, she took food from her home and was going to give it to her people because her family and her husband would not allow that. And when she was questioning, she said, this is not food, but it's a, it's a flower. But when she got there, it was food to serve. Passion, what is your passion? Young guy, what is your passion? Woman in this house, what is your passion? A lot of women's passion is to go and marry. Marriage is not a passion. Marriage is not an assignment. When you lose out of passion and you, you are aimless and you don't have anything, that you think you have to get married so that somebody will take care of you. It's an error of the generation. Even if you look at our music we are listening to today, there is no passion in it. You pick two, three words and then you form a song. And people are just rolling their heads and they are also dancing to it. And when you ask, what is the meaning of the song or what is in the song, there is nothing in it. Pick all the lyrics. You can go and assess it. Maybe I'm, I'm being fussy about it, but go and check. There is no sense in it. And the whole world is swayed in it. How can you even learn? Because songs, as Shakespeare put it, is supposed to be a food of the soul. So music is supposed to heal you. Do you know that music is a therapy? Oh, come on, are you there with me? Be honest, if you don't know, give me a wave. (laughs) Music is a therapy. And in the highest level or form of therapy, they even will just put you there and put you in a bath and just be playing music for you. And the kind of song you listen to can even relax you or can even make you stress. We are living in the, in the world now that a lot of people are stressed because the music itself is stressing us. I'm being honest. Because we've lost purpose, we've lost direction, we, we've lost direction, we've lost our zeal, and whatever we are doing has no connotation, has no drive. Practice a daily habit of self-motivation. Find a way to stir yourself up. Amen. Refuse to consider alternatives. The only reason people fail is broken focus. If you fail, your focus is broken. 
If you fail, it will be a result of something that was introduced to you as an alternative to what God told you to do with your life and you accepted it. Hebrews 11, 24 to 26. He says, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, chosen rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Can I hear an amen in the house? Moses was born. Moses have the ideal situation of being the next pharaoh of Egypt. But because of, because of his assignment and his focus and his drive, he refused all these pleasures. He refused all these goodies. He refused all these things and was able to focus on where he was going and was able to achieve where God wanted him to be. What is the things that is directing your life? Ask the person, what is the thing that is directing your life? In, in, in being able to, to motivate yourself daily and keeping your focus and being obsessed with what you are doing, there are f- signposts you need to watch. And in this signpost, we are looking at two main characteristics. We are looking at first four characteristics of an enemy in your life. A lot of you admit everybody in your life without even knowing who is your enemy. Characteristics number one. To identify that this person is not in my life to help me, but to destroy me is this. Those who are more critical than are complimentary and encouraging to you. Those who are very critical with your life. Everything you do, they will be criticizing you. They are so critical with your life and they don't even compliment you or they don't even encourage you. Such people, you cannot entertain them in your life. They are not supposed to be in your life. I don't care whether they feed you or they clothe you. They can't be in your life. And you have to make a deliberate choice of cutting some people out of your life. The second group of people is those who belittle and laugh at your God-given dreams and goals. Those who belittle and laugh at your God-given dreams and goals. They, they believe, when, when you share your dreams and goals, they laugh at you. Oh, are you sure you can do it? When you tell them, oh, I'm going to build a house, when was the last time you even bought a cement? Are you sure you can even do it? Everything you say, they belittle it. They, they don't see you as if you have what it takes to do what you have to do. You have to watch them. Thirdly, those who embarrass and humiliate you. Those who do what? Embarrass and humiliate you. The fourth category is that those who drain your energy. Those who drain what? Some of you are friends in your life. They only waste your energy. They pick you. You are driving around. You move anywhere. You stay on the phone. You'll be whatsapping and be BB even in church. And you don't see that they are wasting your energy. Midnight hour when you need to rest or pray, that is the time you are online. For foolish things. Those who drain your energy and waste your time through useless conversation. You will leave church right now after church. You will come putting pressure for me to close early. But you close early also you leave, you go and sit somewhere and <laughs> having useless conversation that does not even matter. Gossiping from morning to living. And you will talk of things that does not even edify your life. You leave there sometimes depressed. You leave there sometimes angry. You leave there sometimes frustrated and then you move on into the next week and then your life is in a mess. And still you don't see that these are leeches in my life. 
When they stick to you, they suck your blood, but they don't contribute to you. Leeches. And a lot of you have leeches in your life that you need to remove them. We, we have done with the four. Now let's look at the four qualities of wise association. Wise association. You, you need to have wisdom. So you need wise people in your life. The first is those who speak words that build your faith and confidence. Those who speak words that build your faith and what? Confidence. So you need people that will encourage you. I don't need a congregation that will demoralize me. I need a congregation that will inspire me. Two, those who see the worthiness of your God-given dreams and goals. People who can identify with your God-given dreams and goals. It can be your husband, it can be your wife. If they see it and they, they are motivating you, you have to be inspired. Three, those who become enthusiastic when you enter their presence. Anytime you appear, they are excited to see you. Hey, you make my day. I am excited to see you. They, they compliment you. What I'm saying, even if your shoe is halfway and you walk this way. Amen. They, 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 they don't care about your dressing. They don't care about your, 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 your diction. They don't care about your stature. They don't care about who you are. But they are just excited to see you around them. And, 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 and they can even tell her, listen, anytime I see you, I am happy. Anytime I see you around me, you might not be giving them money. You might not be contributing anything to their life. But listen, your presence alone, they celebrate your presence. These are people you need to associate yourself with. The fourth thing is, those who remind you of your special gifts and abilities. Those who remind you of your special gifts and abilities. You have a lot of friends in your life who will always remind you of your failures. And these are the guys you call your friends. But you need somebody who will remind you of your special abilities. To tell you that, ah, I know you. When you were in school, you can do this. What has happened to your life? Get up! But an African or an average human being is waiting for somebody who have a pity party with him. I don't need you to sympathize with me. I don't need you to empathize with me. I need you to waken the giant out of me. Because when I am down, it means that I have lost concentration of the giant in me. So when you come into my life, you should challenge me and waken the giant out of me. Because every man has a giant in him and you only have to get up and release the giant. So Sunday in and Sunday out or Tuesday in and Tuesday out, my assignment is to bring out the giant that is in you. Buddy, what do you do? You feed your, your ears with things that doesn't help you. What you listen to shapes your life. What you hear determines your reasoning. And what you reason determines your future. So what are you hearing? And what are you thinking about? You can't pollute your environment with junks. Tell the person you can't pollute your environment with junks. There is no plan B for your life. So don't look for a plan B. For root to become great, root chapter number one, verse six. Says, then she arose with her daughter-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. He said, therefore, she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. 
And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn back my daughters. Go for, I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourself from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again and upper kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clenched to her. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. And he said, where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything by death parts you and me. Verse 18. He said, when she saw that she was determined. Tell the person, when she saw that she was determined. He said, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she stopped speaking to her. Now, unknown to Ruth and both Naomi, there was the Messianic line that is supposed to come through the life of Ruth. Are you there with me? But God never revealed the big picture to them. But the big picture was orchestrated through affliction or through challenge. Because Naomi lost the husband and lost the two sons. Sometimes in your afflictions and your challenging moment, God is opening up a bigger picture for you. But if you don't know, you will begin to murmur and to complain. God always have a bigger picture in your turbulence times. He has a bigger picture in your stormy times. You only have to understand and to know it. Opa was so beautiful to behold. Now, if Opa would have followed them, there is no way Boaz will go after Ruth. When you read the scripture, read it on the surface. But to understand the interpretation, this is why it is. So it is elimination by substitution. And I declare into your life today, anybody that is standing your way, the Lord shall eliminate them. Because there should be a separation for you to enter into your glory. There should be a separation for you to take over your throne. And I declare over your life that you shall be given the Lord. It's important. So, upper kids goodbye and left. But Naomi clenched because Naomi's destiny is in the land of Bethlehem. Because she has a focus, because she was determined, she was able to inherit that thing. There is nothing in life that when you are doing, that if you are determined, you cannot achieve it. In fact, God works with determined people. So determination is a factor in success. You can't get to your promised land when you are not determined. It doesn't matter how many times you fast and pray. Because God cannot use you without you being determined. She was tenacious, she was bold, she was focused, and she was a self-motivated person. 
If you keep waiting for people to motivate you, you will never move from where you are. But once you learn to be self-motivated, you will develop a consuming obsession for the specific future you desire. It is up to you to decide the legacy you want to leave. Important career questions. What do you enjoy doing? I told you I'll tell you this. To find your assignment, what do you what do you enjoy doing? What you enjoy doing lies the secret of your assignment. What would you like to do better? What would you like to do better? These are questions you should ask yourself about your career. What would you like to do better? What task do you dread doing? What brings you the greatest sense of fulfillment? Find out and you'll be motivated to face your world and succeed. Amen. The fourth key is that stay in the middle of what you love the most. The fourth key, stay in the middle of what you love the most. What do you do best? Ask yourself, what do I do best? What do you do best? In life, you can't do everything. In life, don't try to do everything. You have to know what you are best at doing. What do you do best in life? Ask the person, what do you do best? Do you know it is funny that as people are sitting down now, let's take church aside. But a person can be sitting by you but doesn't know what he or she can do best. Oh, come on, let's be honest. Do you know that some people, they, 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 they are praying and they are fasting and they have never even bothered to go to God and say, God, show me who I am and what I can do. And they are living in life and they are growing every day. <laughs> every day. But they don't really even know who they are and what they can do. So when they get some corner somewhere, they are okay with it. When they get some little cramps, they are okay with it. I refuse to pastor a church with a passion. I thought you would say an amen to that. You see, anywhere you find people gossiping and murmuring and complaining and see somebody wearing a shoe or somebody dressing this and they are talking, those people are no aim in life. Very serious business-minded people don't even care what you are wearing. They don't even take notice of whether you pass or you didn't pass. They, they don't even have the time to even consider what somebody is eating or what somebody is not eating. But when people don't have direction of life, everything is acceptable. What do you do best? Your work should produce your joy. It is the gift of God. Tell the person your work should produce your joy. It is the gift of God. Anything you are doing that you don't have joy in it, please stop. Don't force yourself. I give you the permission to quit. Hello? You are wasting your time. That is why you, you, you are always obsessed with money, with money, money. Listen to me. You can get a full load of money, but if you don't have the joy for what you are doing, it's useless. If you don't have the joy for what you are doing, you always want whips to be at your back before you do it. But if you enjoy what you are doing, you don't even need anybody to whip you. You, you are just enthusiastic. You just want to get up and go and do it. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 13 says this. Ecclesiastes 3 verse says, And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of his labor. It is the gift of God. Tell the person it is the gift of God. Your joy is determined by what you love. 
your joy is determined by doing what you love. People take jobs because they are convenient or close to their homes. Oh, is it true? Survivor, so you ask him, so is there anything, anything I want to do? Anything? Have you met anything people before? When somebody tells you anything, know that the person is not qualified for it. Anything. Amen. When, when you go for an interview and they ask you, so what is your, your, your vision, your plan? You are there. Anything. Your joy is done by doing what you love. People take jobs because they are convenient or close to their homes. Don't spend your entire life on a job that makes you miserable. God expects us to know our mission in life. Don't spend your entire life on a job that makes you miserable. You are so miserable, but yet you are going... You, you can't just live your life like that. Jesus never wavered from his focus. Ruth never did. Joseph never did. Moses never did. The best of you can never be achieved when you stay trapped and try to impress others while you are a complete wreck on the inside. A lot of people are putting a smile just to make people feel they are okay. But inside of them, they are shattered and they are disillusioned and they are down and they are confused and they are not happy. But that they are just doing this to show that I am also going to work. I am also doing something. But inside of you, are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied? Are you really happy when you wake up in the morning? Do you feel enthusiastic to go to that work? Or you feel that, ah, God is talking to you about something. He's telling you that you are in the wrong place. In the, in, in the Bible, he said that, get out from the place where you are because it is polluted. But because of the little, little, small, small things you are taking, you are refusing to challenge yourself. Some of us are too afraid to take a risk. This morning I came to challenge somebody here. This morning I came to wake you out of your slumber. I came to call you out of your hiding place. And I said enough is enough. It's about time you have to get up and begin having positive assessment of your life. Because you were not only born to receive salary. You were born to fulfill a dream in your life and a passion. A fulfillment that when you look at it, I will never regret preaching the gospel of the Lord. And that is why I can stand here Sunday in, Sunday out, Tuesday in, Tuesday out, whatever day, and I'll not be short of anything. Because the thing is that it consumes me, and even when I am tired, when I see the people, I am revived. Some of you can enter into your offices, and you are demoralized the whole of the day. You can't focus, you can't think, you can't concentrate. Just because you are looking for a salary. But have you asked yourself, what is it in there for me? You are pleasing people, but you are a wreck inside. From today, tell the person, leave the wreckness and stop pleasing people. Tell the person, face yourself in the mirror. Tell the person, face yourself in the mirror. You see, the truth that needs to be told cannot be told by anybody but by yourself. Stop, stop pretending and think everything is alright. Face yourself in the mirror and assess yourself. Because until you begin confronting yourself with the right questions, you will never have the answers. Oh Jesus. 
Find out what you love to do or talk about. If money is not considered a factor, if money is not considered a factor, don't discuss the money. Discuss your dreams. Because out of your dreams, the money will come. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't try to sink when you know deep down in, the, in your heart that you hate music. You know deep down in your heart that you hate music and yet you said I want to be a chorister. So you want Pastor Ismail to be chasing you every day. But when you have the love for music, hey, everywhere you are going, you are singing. Anywhere, when you hear of Riesa, you are running to Riesa. You, are you following what I'm saying? I am talking about your drive in life. Don't try to be an usher because you want people to see that you are among the, 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 the church workers. I, I, I love honest people. If, if you feel you can't do it, say, I can't do it. And, and I, Wrong is wrong. Good is good. So it's important. Don't try to sing when you know deep down in you that you hate music. Do what you love to do. It is a clue to your purpose here on earth. In other words, if, if, you, if you know that in my life, I can't do this. Why do you force yourself? And go in there and be creating a mess. There are people today who are doctors, but they are not called as doctors. So they are messing patients' life. There are nurses today who are not nurses. So they have no heart for the patient. Ah, you follow what I'm saying? There are engineers, mechanics, who are doing it for survival. So you go there, they even destroy your car even the more. There are dentists that even are destroying people's teeth. There are eye people who are even making more people blind. <laughs> Somebody say mercy. mercy. Amen. Key number five. Never make important decisions alone. Never make important decisions alone. Tell the person, never make important decisions alone. Tell the person, never make important decisions alone. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14 says, learn to reach. He said, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Where there is no counsel, the people what? But in the multitude of counselors, there is what? So, in other words, you need somebody to counsel you. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a place you are going that somebody has been there before. You don't know there. How much will it cost you for somebody to advise you? How much? Amen. It is not a sign of weakness. Amen. It is not a sign of weakness for you to have somebody to counsel you. But careful choice but carefully choose your counsel and try to stay in contact. Carefully choose what? Your counsel and stay in contact. There are things you are not good at. Somebody is good at it. You can seek counsel. Learn from the person and apply it to your life. There are a lot of us who are so rigid in life. You are not flexible. You, you, you think you only know. Listen, it is only a fool that knows everything. But the wise man rides at the back of others. A wise person stands on the shoulder 
of great people to see far. You don't invent the wheel when the wheel is already there. Hello? Human beings can be complex everywhere, but you just have to learn to dwell with them. And use what they have to advance what you are looking for. Oh, come on. You are not getting me. In life, there is a secret of life. You might not like somebody, but you like what the person has. <laughs> so irrespective it's it, it just like it's just like it's just like you have one orange okay to eat the, the, when you cut the orange you realize some place is rotting what do you do what do you do you cut that place off and you still enjoy your orange so there is a part of the orange that is good so ignore the rotting part and use the good part. And that is the smartness of life. You can use people for what you are looking for. It's not a sin. So ignore the bad part and tap into the good part and use the good part. That makes you wise. That makes you smart. And you will advance your cause. You think your bosses that employ you, they like you. Oh, come on. You think they like you? That is what you are thinking. You think the corporate setup and the corporate image and the corporate trainings and the corporate everything and the corporate smile and the corporate whatever, it, it is for your good. No! They know you carry something. They know you have something. So that which you have is what they are looking for. So they paint all the picture to take from you so that they can benefit the company. So you realize you can enter into a company, one person can be so stubborn and so whatever and disrespectful and by yet they are keeping the person. You try it, you'll be fired. Oh, come on, I didn't get what I'm saying. You, you see, we, we, these are issues we overlook, but there are realities of life. You can't advance in life and get to wherever you want to get to if you don't understand this principle I'm teaching you. Because you can't get an all-round person. Uh, hello hello sometimes you you have to be stayed and hard but you know what you are looking for because there are some people who need whip there are some people who need to be cajole there are some people who need to just be pumped there are some people who need to be hard there are some people you need to there are two types of counsel quickly there are two types of counsel positive and negative counsel positive and what our heavenly father strongly recommends positive counsel at all times. Positive counsel at all times. Negative counsel will always make you derail from your goal and make you do things that doesn't make sense. But positive counsel will always challenge you, promote you, encourage you, push you to where you are going. He said, never choose. Do, do you know that sometimes you can be bothered with an issue and somebody is sitting close to you and have the answer? And sometimes something you thought was so huge and, and, and so confusing, you relay the issue and the person just gives you two answers and it messes your everything up. And say, ah! So I've been a fool all this while. If you don't allow yourself for counsel, you will waste time on the road. Never choose counsel based on outward appearances. Never choose what? Based on what? Are you there with me? And counsel is not about the age. It's affects you. So a young chap can be wiser than even an adult. 
So gray is not a sign of maturity. Never choose counsel based on outward appearances. We are like our father who does not judge by how you look, but how you are on the inside. Every man is a product of what comes from within him. Every man is a product of what comes from what within him. And I read this scripture, John chapter 5 verse 19 to close. Jesus was a brilliant miracle worker because he was in constant contact with his heavenly father. And this is what he said. Verily, verily, that is truly, truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus was open about his feelings. In the garden of Gethsemane, he cried, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but your will be done. Matthew 26, 39. Jesus was open about his feelings. Some of us bottle our feelings, so we implode. Are you there with me? But there is the need for you to speak out your feelings. There is the need for you to release your feelings. I mean, last Sunday we were discussing about anger on Joy FM. Anger is a neutral thing by, according to psychology, it's a neutral thing. It's in between. It can be either positive or negative. But anger is a driving force that brings out your determination and your passion and your fulfillment in life. And God put anger there, just like in your body there are acidic functions that can actually destroy your liver. At the same time, they are there also to help you. So, everything God put, God put anger in us so that we can have determination. It is anger that makes you say that, no, this situation I am in, I refuse, I am changing, and I will rise up to move on to the next level. It is anger. The same anger can also move you to punch somebody's face. It is anger. Hello? So, the issue is not about the anger, but it is the application of the anger. And the end result of the application of the anger is always supposed to be positive and not negative. So when anger is applied wrongly, it becomes abuse. But when anger is applied correctly, it becomes a blessing. And so you needed it to encourage yourself. If you don't have anger, you don't have passion. You don't have drive. The four lepers behind Samaria said when we sit here we die. We go to the city we die. And everywhere we go there is death. So the only thing we have to do is to march towards Samaria. Because whether we die or not we are going. Are you understanding me? And, and, and that is the drive. They were heading towards. Because they said look we are going to that. You can go and check his scripture. Second Kings chapter number 7. They said we are going. We sit here, we are dying. We go to the city, we are dying. We go anywhere, we are dying. So we are headed towards the place. It is the anger in them to look for food to eat because the food is not getting to them. But Bible said, when they begin to take the steps, God multiplied their steps and magnified it that the serious head that chariots of horses were coming and they begin running. I declare into your life, as you get angry with your situation, as you get angry with your life, as you get angry with your economy, as you get angry with your circumstances, as you get angry in every area and you begin to take a step towards it, may the Lord magnify your step. May the Lord change your destiny. May the Lord move your blocks away. May the Lord lift up his face on you. May the Lord 
show you his favor. May the Lord open doors for you because he shall take that drive to break through everywhere. I provoke in your spirit today anything that is making you become comfortable. May the Lord shake your foundations and move you to the next level. May the Lord shake your foundation and challenge your ability. Anything that is making you to settle down there and is causing you to be afraid. May the Lord take away the fear and give you that courage and the boldness to be able to approach your thing. May the Lord release your emotions. May the Lord release your heart. May the Lord never cause you to be a slave of your emotions. I prophesy over your life. May the Lord God help you even as you move to release yourself. God bless you. Lift up your right hand for me. Father, I speak over the life of your children. I declare the grace and the spirit of wisdom and of empowerment and understanding. The drive and the passion. The ability to move on to their next level. Loose them from everything that holds them bound. Set them free in the name of Jesus. Give them the passion and the drive for whatever they are doing. Let them fall in love with what they are doing and bring out the best that is in them. I speak into every dormant areas of their giftings. I declare a story in that area of their giftings. I prophesy the Lord stir up your giftings and your abilities in the name of Jesus. May the Lord showcase you to the world. May the Lord cause the world to remember you for your passion in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare over your life you will not only exist but you shall live to fulfill your assignment. Every assignment God has given you I awaken it out of your life today. Anything that is causing you sorrow, I cast it out of you today. I declare you to have meaning in your life. I declare you to have drive in your life. I declare you to have joy in what you are doing. I prophesy over your life. May you find fulfillment in every field of your endeavor. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord awaken the giant of his spirit within you that you will arise and perfect the goodness of God and the favor of God. I bless you this day. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. Any area of infirmity and sickness in your life, I speak be healed. I speak be sound. I speak be healed. I speak be sound. In the name of Jesus, I call it done. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of praise, somebody. The Lamb of God who died and rose again and lives forever. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Audu, visit us online at www.icgcislegon.com or email us to icgcislegon at yahoo.com or call us on 057-2260-437 and 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays first service 7am second service 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm for our teaching service and Thursdays at 6.30pm for prayer service. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Facebook and Skype. God richly bless you.